When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. This is Faraz Siddiqui. We're going to do the wide receiver matchups today, uh, doing things a little bit differently this year instead of kind of cramming it all into one podcast late in the week. Um, You know, trying to put out running backs on Tuesdays, uh, well, Wednesday mornings, um, wide receivers on Thursday mornings. Uh, I'm recording this on Wednesday night. It's 1 a.m. currently. (laughs) Just kind of got done with my wide receiver research it's an ongoing thing throughout the week, um, but, you know, it kind of got the base knowledge uh, for week one, and, you know, you kind of know who you're going to start because you drafted these guys with, you know, specific ADPs, and, like, usually the first five or six rounds, you're starting all those guys, um, but I, I do want to go a little bit deeper uh, just because, you know, after you draft, you kind of take a look at the matchups, and you're like, you know what, maybe there's another guy on my bench who might be better suited um, you know, to play in week one. Um, so let, let's go over those. So um, h- how, how I do this, basically, I, I split it up between uh, starts, desperate starts, temper expectations, and sits. So, you know, guys who I think you should definitely start, guys who I think you can start in a pinch, uh, if you're a little bit desperate, uh, you know, if you have a guy who doesn't have a good matchup, and, and you kind of want to see other guys who you might not consider but do have a good matchup, um, guys you, you, you need to temper your expectations on but probably will start anyway. And guys, you probably just want to sit, uh, you know, whether you're, you're trying to wait and see or whether they have a terrible matchup, uh, that sort of thing. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. Guys, I, I do like this week um, at wide receiver. Christian Kirk, um, he, he's the favorite to lead the Cardinals in targets this year out of the slot. We know how much Cliff Kingsbury favors his quick slot wide receivers. Um, I think Kirk will be back in his comfort zone, right, after playing in the slot in college. Uh, played, you know, primarily on the outside last year in his rookie year. Um, and still played pretty well in that role um, for a rookie. Um, now, if you take a look at Kingsbury's past slot wide receivers, the production is really good. Um, you know, when you consider guys like Kiki QT and a few other guys um, who've performed in that slot role. Um, now, this air raid offense is going to go into four wide receiver sets more often than not. Um, they added slot corner Justin Coleman, uh, formerly of Seattle, uh, who played pretty well there. Um, but, you know, he, he's going to have to pick his poison between Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald, um, who himself will likely man the other slot position since they're playing four wide. Um, so, so Darius Slay hardly went into the slot last year. He's there number one corner, um, and when they played the Cardinals, he didn't move inside to cover Larry Fitzgerald last year. Um, and, and by the way, it, they do have the same defensive coordinator, so I, I would assume that this scheme is going to stay, stay similar with uh, leaving Slay on the outside. Uh, but as a team, Detroit allowed the six most fantasy points to the slot wide receiver position last year. Um, and if I'm playing Kirk, I prefer PPR just because, uh, you know, we want to... It's possible that if he's playing out of the slot, he's not necessarily running those deeper routes, right? He's, he's running short to intermediate routes. Um, so you kind of want to, you know, if you're playing PPR, you, 
he's a guy who might rack up, you know, a bunch of receptions. Okay, moving on. Uh, Allen Robinson tomorrow night. Well, by the time you're listening to this tonight, uh, he, he's a year removed from his ACL injury. He, he's apparently looked like his old self in camp. Um, he, he moves around the formation a bunch. Um, you know, Jair Alexander, the Packers' young corner, it, unless he takes a big step forward, I think Robinson can still have a big day. The Packers were in the bottom 12 in fantasy points, given up to wide receivers on either side of the field uh, and the slot. Um, and, and the scheme, uh, like like Matt Nagy's scheme is what I trust in this offense. He, he's really good at getting his wide receivers open. Um, you know, I don't necessarily trust Mitch Trubisky. Um, but I think this is a matchup the Bears should be taken advantage of, um, you know, especially with a, a now healthy Robinson, right? Um, guys who are, you know, who've shown big production in the past, you know, they might tear their ACL in that first year. They might not be themselves. Um, you know, they don't have that quickness um, and they don't have that lateral ability um, that they had, you know, before their ACL tear. Um, and I think Allen Robinson is kind of back to speed, according to people who, who've seen him. In camp, um, so I, you know, I'm I'm buying Allen Robinson this year, and I thought his ADP um, was 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 very reasonable this year as well. Now, without AJ Green in the lineup in Week One, I think Tyler Boyd is going to demand a high target share coming out of the slot. Now we saw all those splits with Tyler Boyd, you know, without AJ Green in the lineup. You know, there was only I think three games it was without with Andy Dalton, and in those games. Um, you know, Boyd had a little bit of a higher target share. I think it went from like 21% to 22%. And I'll take that. <laughs> it's still a really good target share right there. And it's possible that with him, you know, uh, you know, progressing even further, he could command an even higher target share uh, with AJ Green out. Um, so, you know, he's coming out of the slot. Uh, this matchup is, is pretty sweet. The Seahawks, you know, like I said, lost Justin Coleman. And they might be starting their rookie, Ugo Amadi. Uh, in the nickel. So I think Boyd should have his way in this matchup uh, and get plenty of targets in a game that Vegas projects Seattle winning by nine and a half points. So it's possible that, you know, Cincinnati's down and, and they're trying to claw their way back and Boyd is going to be a big part, uh, you know, of, of them trying to do that. Um, moving on to the Lions, uh, you know, even though the Lions should be a, you know, run heavy team, Patrick Peterson is suspended. Robert Alford broke his leg. So these lines wide receivers on the outside, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, they're going up against Tremaine Brock and Christopher Jones. If you're wondering who Christopher Jones is, well, he was an undrafted free agent in 2018 um, who initially failed to make the Lions roster, um, played zero snaps so far in the NFL. So he, he might be in for a little bit of a rude awakening uh, in week one. As far as Tremaine Brock, you probably heard of him. I mean, he played with the 49ers most of his career, but... Uh, you know, he's kind of at the tail end of his career. Uh, he's on his third team in three years. Um, so, like I said, I don't care if the Lions are a run-heavy team. I think they're going to take advantage of the fact that uh, Arizona secondary is really hurting. So, I'm trying my best to have both of these guys in my lineup. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, um, his ADP shot up like crazy over the last couple weeks of August. Um now, the Chiefs last year were not great against slot wide receivers. Um, DD has likely emerged as the clear number one in, in, in the Jaguars' now pass-happy offense under new offensive coordinator John Filippo. He was the former offensive coordinator of the Vikings before he got fired because 
he was basically too pass-heavy. Pass <laughs> um, he claims uh, that DD is the best route runner he's been around. Uh, that's probably throwing a little shade towards Adam Thielen and Stephen Diggs for whatever reason. Uh, but since DD's in the slot, uh, I think we should expect him to be heavily targeted. Um, you know, when, when you're coming out of the slot, you don't really have to worry about, like, number one corner coverage and all that kind of stuff. So we know that him and Nick Foles, you know, ha- ha- have a rapport. Um, we saw it in the preseason. We heard about it in camp that 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 they developed a, a really nice rapport. Um, so you know, like that should continue into the regular season and into this matchup that you know we shouldn't be afraid of. Um, moving on to the Rams, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup. I'm starting all these guys. Um, the Panthers were pretty vulnerable on the outside last year, mostly because they play you know a primarily zone coverage. Uh, you know, and they could find those vulnerabilities in the zone. Um, they gave up the fifth most points to perimeter wide receivers last year. So both Woods and Cooks are in my lineup. Uh, Rashawn Golden will likely get the start at nickel after playing uh, a little bit of safety as a rookie last season. Uh, I think the inexperience will favor Cup here. So even with Cup coming off the ACL injury, it seems as though he's good to go. Um, he, he made a pretty good comeback pretty quickly. Um, and I think he has still has a chance to become to, to remain uh, Jared Goff's favorite target. And we know how much Goff struggled once Cooper Cup was off the field. Um, so I think with Cup back on the field, I think this offense will start, you know, st- start to roll once again. Uh, Julian Edelman, I mean, he probably was no question in your lineup, but I just did want to mention that the Steelers were torched in the slot last season. Um, it's definitely Julian Edelman's turn in week one to, to, to continue that. Uh, Pittsburgh gave up the second most fantasy points to slot wide receivers, so I'm definitely leaving him in my lineup. Uh, another slot wide receiver. You can see that I love slot wide receivers. Uh, you know, uh, the most hyped wide receiver of the entire offseason, Chris Godwin. Um, he's going to see a lot of Kawan Williams. You know, he contributed to, to San Francisco, giving up the 10th most fantasy points to slot wide receivers last year, the fifth most over the last eight games of the season. Um, and that breakout can begin in week one. All right, so let's, that those are like my starts. Obviously, you're starting your studs, right? I didn't mention any of those guys because those guys are obvious. Uh, I might mention some studs in the, you know, temper expectation section. But first, uh, I just want to mention a couple of guys who are uh, guys who you might not be thinking about, who might have good matchups, um, you know, who I call desperate starts. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, I mentioned Christian Kirk, and Larry will probably be the other slot wide receiver in, in Cliff Kingsbury's four wide receiver air raid offense. Like I mentioned with Kirk, you know, Justin Coleman, he, he you know, he's an effective slot corner, but he's going to have to pick his poison between these two guys. Um, Darius Slay probably won't move inside. Um, and, and with the slot wide receivers preferred in this pass heavy offense, you know, I think Larry being the veteran who he is, he seems to still got it. Um, and he, he got a good deal this year and he was brought back for a reason, I believe. So, um, you know, I think he, he's a, a desperate flex play, but a good one, you know, if you need it. And as, as a team last year, uh, Detroit allowed the six most fantasy points to the slot wide receiver position. Um, I prefer him in PPR, just like Christian Kirk. Um, so, you know, if, if you're in a pinch and you need someone in your flex in PPR, I, I wouldn't hesitate to put Larry in my lineup. Uh, so for th- for tonight's game, well, it is one o'clock in the morning. So I guess it is tonight. Uh, Geronimo Allison, Marquez Valdez Scantling. 
Um, I, I, there's no doubt the Bears have a very stout defense, but outside wide receivers tend to be okay against them. We, we obviously know Devonta Adams will be fine, uh, but even against other wide receivers, um, both Prince of Mukamara and um, Kyle Fuller can give up fantasy points on their respective side of the field. As a team last year, they've allowed the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers lining up on the perimeter, which is which might be surprising to a lot of people. Um, but the Bears' strong suit at cornerback was in the nickel, but they just downgraded from Bryce Callahan, who I, I think he broke his foot last year in, in December. Uh, but, you know, they downgraded to Buster Screen, who, if you remember from last year, helped the Jets give up the third most fantasy points to slot wide receivers last season. So, Allison should be fine in this matchup as well. It's worth noting that Matt LaFleur's Titans last year targeted the slot at the fifth highest rate uh, without, a solid sl- uh, without a solid slot wide receiver. So, Allison would be the preferred play out of the two in PPR leagues this week. Um, but, you know, both guys ha- have pretty good matchups. Moving on to the Monday night game, uh, Will Fuller. Uh, we, we obviously know that Will Fuller gives you a ton of upside anytime he's on the field, and Deshaun Watson is a QB. Uh, his splits with Kiki QT on the field aren't great, but it's a small sample size. It's also in between injuries. Um, so, you know, the, there's a little bit more to those splits. Uh, but the Saints did give up the most fantasy points the single most to wide receivers lining up on the perimeter last year. So Fuller has a good shot at making a big play with Marshawn Lattimore potentially shattering DeAndre Hopkins. Um, so, you know, just keep an eye out on that. Obviously, Kenny Stills is there now. But, you know, the, you know they did say that Fuller is going to play his normal role. Um, and, and, and Evan Silva tweeted something that, that's funny. It's just that, like, his normal role is pretty much catching touchdowns. Uh, so, so, so we'll see how that works out with, with Kiki on the field. Um, Deshaun Jackson, Josh Norman, you know, shadowed Alshon Jeffrey in the last game of the season last year. Um, if that happens again, that leaves Quentin Dunbar on Deshaun Jackson on the other side. Um, Dunbar gave up, you know, 0.36 fantasy points per route run against him last year, which isn't good. Um, he can be beat over the top. And I think Deshaun Jackson is a nice little boom bust start in deeper leagues, you know, with a good chance of booming. Obviously, you know, he has that broken finger, but it, it doesn't seem like it's going to limit him. Uh, moving on to the 49ers, Dante Pettis. Uh, the Bucks' corners have not been upgraded from last year, so I think they'll continue to be beatable. Uh, Pettis will likely move around, and wherever he ends up, he'll likely have an, an advantageous matchup. So if you remember last year, you know, we did pick on the Bucks. Um, you know, you know, as far as the passing game goes. So I think we, we're going to start doing that again this year without them really, really upgrading. Um, guys that we need to temper expectations on, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, uh, they're going up against the Vikings this week. Um, Julio will likely be shadowed by Xavier Rhodes, and, and while obviously you're still playing Julio, it's still a more challenging matchup against one of the better shadow corners in the league. Um, on the other side of the field, Cal- Calvin Ridley does have the better matchup against Trey Waynes, but Waynes actually goes into zone coverage about 50% of the time. Um, but you know, whatever they're doing at Minnesota is working. Um, they're extremely stout against wide receivers. Um, and they have the same personnel at each corner position that they did last season. Um, and you know, so like they were really stout. So, you know, I would downgrade these guys just a little bit. I'm playing Julio. 
Um, I don't have to play Ridley, but obviously, you know, he's, he's a big play waiting to happen. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't mind looking for another option there. Uh, Amari Cooper. Um, he's going to be shadowed by Janoris Jenkins most likely. Um, you know, th- when they played Week 17 last year, Jenkins really had his number. Um, he shadowed Cooper on 77% of his routes, um, and Cooper only caught three of eight targets for 17 yards. So that, that's pretty bad. Um, you know, and considering Michael Gallup coming on and improving along with getting a ton of reps as Dak's number one wide receiver throughout camp since Amari missed all that time, he might actually be the one to perform this week. Um, the Giants are likely playing their first round rookie DeAndre Baker. Um, you know, he might split some work with special teamer Antonio Hamilton opposite Janoris Jenkins. Um, I think Gallup can take advantage of that situation. I'm not sure I'm going to trust him in putting him in my lineup, you know, in a season-long league, but I think he's a nice dart throw in DFS, uh, in tournaments at least. Not, I wouldn't put him in my cash lineup, <laughs> but I think he's a nice little dart throw in uh, in GPPs. Um, I mentioned Kiki QT earlier. Uh, New Orleans, you know, it's funny. Like in the beginning of the year, uh, they were terrible against the slot, um, but but they end, they ended the year very stout. Um, and, and that was with P.J. Williams as their nickel corner. Um, they ended up allowing the ninth least fantasy points to slot wide receivers. Um, and, and now it's either Williams or Patrick Robinson, who, who himself, he, he didn't look particularly good this summer. Uh, either way, it seems like the Saints have schemed up to, a way to limit slot wide receivers while giving up a ton on the outside. So I would wait and see how this target distribution plays out uh, between these four wide receivers in Houston uh, before I play Kiki, really only because of the matchup. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Casey Hayward, you know, he's one of the best shadow coverage corners in the NFL. He's likely going to shadow Hilton on the outside. Um, And, you know, Hilton does come into the slot a little bit, but when he does, when he escapes Casey Hayward, he's going to face Desmond King, who is one of the best nickel corners in the NFL. So, you know, with luck gone, Jacoby Brissett taking over, you know, we might have to look to week two <laughs> to see Hilton's first good game of 2019. Like, I, I don't like getting cute, you know, and and kind of like benching these guys, but this is one situation where I just might. I'm looking for other options personally, um, only if I have it. I'm not, I'm not going super deep, but there might be a guy on my bench like, you know, Robbie Anderson, somebody like that. Even though Robbie Anderson also has a tough matchup this week, but you, you kind of get what I'm saying. Um, moving on to the, moving back to the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. You know, even though Jalen Ramsey will likely shadow Hill, um, I I'm not going to be sitting him. Right, like he can easily break through any defense for a long touchdown. Um, Andy Reid has had months to game plan for this defense. So I, I, Ramsey might be one of the best shadow corners in the game, but I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Andy Reid, especially when they had this long of a time to game plan. Um, as far as Sammy Watkins goes, he'll be going up against another great corner in A.J. Bouye. Um, and even when these guys move inside, whether it's Ramsey or not, the Jaguars have locked that down too uh, in the slot in, in 2018. So um, Andy Reid in this offense definitely has their work cut out for them, but... Um, I'm still starting Tyreek Hill. As far as Watkins goes, he might be somebody that I don't find necessary to play in week one. It really depends on my other options. I mentioned Robbie Anderson a couple minutes ago. Um, he's coming off a calf injury. 
Uh, he's getting shadowed by Tredavious White. So that's not really the best way to start the season off. Uh, but that being said, Robbie has had White's number. Um, he, he beat him for a touchdown in the past um, on, on a Thursday night. He, he, he got open you know, on that wild Sam Darnold scramble that, that they keep showing on every highlight, <laughs> you know, over the summer for Sam Darnold uh, at the end of last season for that touchdown. So, so last year, um, in White's coverage, late last year, uh, Anderson caught three for four for 51 yards and a touchdown, um, and White shattered him on 91% of routes. Um, Anderson, he has the speed to get past White, and because of that, I think he's still worth a start in your flex. Um, I'm tempering my expectations on Juju. This week, obviously, he, he's in my lineup, no doubt about it. But, you know, he's going to play more outside this year. And, and this past preseason was a little bit of an indication of that. Um, you know, Antonio Brown is, is out of town. Um, and, you know, it's very possible that he draws a shadow from Stephen Gilmore if he is truly playing on the outside. Um, in which case, we have to temper expectations. Gilmore is one of the best um, shadow corners in the league. Um, but, you know, Juju hasn't faced a number one corner um, since he joined the NFL, right? Um, he, he hasn't played primarily on the outside. Um, he might get his first dose of that in week one, so I'm super curious to see how that works out. Um, but that's all I had. Um, I, I didn't have any wide receivers who I'm like definitely sitting. Um, you know, I, I mentioned a few running backs that I'm definitely sitting uh, in yesterday's podcast, so you can go check that out. I actually did have a co-host for that one, Jason Aponte from Fantasy Football Bros on Instagram. Um, so that, that was pretty fun. It was about an hour and a half of just us going over every single money back uh, for week one and what we think uh, of them and their matchups. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I had. Um, you can follow me at Upper Hand Fantasy on Instagram. You can hit me up there. Uh, if you have any start sick questions, hit, hit me up in the comments uh, on my post. That's probably the best way. Uh, for me to get to your question, um, I get to some of my DMs uh, just because, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. This time of year, especially, like, you know, the the gates are open um, and, and, and they're coming in fast and it's hard for me to get to everybody. But um, I usually try to get to everybody uh, in the comment section uh, on Instagram. So um, I appreciate you guys listening to this. Um, thank you so much if you made it all the way. Um, hit me up. I, I, I would love some feedback on the podcast um, and, and let me know if, if this helps you. Um, but yeah, you, you guys have a great one. I hope you guys enjoy the game. Um, I'm super excited. This is actually an NFL game um, in less than 24 hours. So um, take it easy, guys. Enjoy the game and I'll see you guys tomorrow.